Hey, New City. This is Nate Claiborne. I'm here today to talk to you about Romans Bible study from last week and give a quick preview of what's going to be coming up next in our study. Uh, This past week, we were in chapter 2, and we covered the rest of chapter 2, starting in verse 17. And then we did a little bit on the first eight verses of chapter 3, but we spent most of our time talking about what's going on in uh, verses 17 through 29. And honestly, we actually spent most of our time talking more about how to understand the concept of law as it relates to the Old Testament uh, through Genesis, Genesis through Deuteronomy. Um, and then also how that's not exactly the same as our modern concept of law, um, thinking in terms of like a legislative or a legal sense. So we talked a lot about how the law related to the Mo- uh, the Mosaic Covenant in the Old Testament, um, how there are different types of laws. Um, some people have talked about uh, moral, ceremonial, and civil as a way of dividing up the laws in Genesis through Deuteronomy. And based on a kind of a recent study that I've done and just some various things that I've read, I proposed a slightly different categorization that is it retains the ceremonial laws, which those are most of what we see in Leviticus, uh, but then it categorizes the other two categories as descriptive and prescriptive. And so prescriptive laws would be the ones that we would consider to still be applicable today in some sense. And those are mainly what we find in the Ten Commandments, which are summarized in the double love command to love God and love neighbor. So we did some clarifications there. We did some clarifications with how covenants work. Um, And we talked about the sign of the covenant, which in the Old Testament is circumcision, but in the New Testament is baptism. And we talked about how those two relate and even drew some comparisons of what we see here in the end of chapter two. Um, It's something that actually maps on to our current situation where we could potentially boast in the fact that, oh, yeah, I'm a baptized member of New City and I practice the common rhythm. And so I know I'm in right standing with God because I have those things on my checklist. And that may be true. But at the same time, that is bracketing out faith and the importance of trusting in God and of the importance of having a, a um, internal reality change through the indwelling of the Spirit. And so we, we wrestled with that a little bit, and then we moved ahead into chapter 3, talking about these rhetorical questions that Paul is asking. We jumped, as promised, back into the Old Testament for a little bit and looked at how Paul was using Psalm 51 in Romans 3, 4. And Psalm 51 is the psalm with David uh, confessing his, shen- his sin after um, the incident with Bathsheba, which is familiar to most people. But we, we spent some time looking at the way um, verse 4, it's actually verse 4 in the psalm as well, is worded and compared some translations to see what was the best way to understand the wording there to then make sense of how Paul is using it here in Romans 3. And so that was most of what we did last week. I know I kind of condensed what was really an hour and a half discussion. And this week we have a shorter text before us. And so we probably will go back and do a little bit more from chapter three. We may look at chapter three as a whole, even Um, the section on 21 through 31 is actually uh, not this coming week's sermon text, but is the next sermon text. But it may be helpful to see how the whole chapter works as a unit uh, before Paul changes course and starts talking about Abraham at the beginning of chapter 4. 
But for sure, we're going to spend most of our time in Romans 3, verse 9 through 20. So let me read that for us real quick. And then I'm going to just point out a couple things that um, we should be attentive to and that we're going to talk about in more detail on Sunday. So Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 9. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, as it is written, None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Now, part of the reason we stop here and don't continue on into verse 21 is that most commentators, Bible scholars, teachers will see that uh, Romans 1 verse 18 through Romans 3 verse 20 is one long extended argument that Paul is making to demonstrate that all people, Jews and Greeks alike, are under the wrath of God uh, for various reasons, some that he lists in the first uh, in the section in chapter one, then what he, we've talked about in chapter two, and then ending with this selection of Old Testament quotes to just drive home his point, which the punchline is in verse 20, where he says, by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight. And so part of what we're going to do, we've been doing a Greek word of the week. And so what we will do this week is uh, the word that we're going to talk about is the word works and what that means uh, on its own as a word. And then also what it means as a phrase works of the law. Um, And then because this is a shorter passage, but also is kind of the conclusion of several weeks of discussion, we're also going to talk about the word justify or justified um, and how we've actually seen versions of that word already. But now Paul is actually being explicit and saying no one will be justified in God's sight. And so it's opening up a larger discussion that we'll carry on for several weeks talking about justification. Um, we won't get into justification, the doctrine, in a lot of detail quite yet, because that's really what Paul is going to do in verses 21 through 31. Um, but we, we do want to really understand what is being what he means when he talks about works of the law, really underscoring more what the law is in relation to human beings. And then we'll talk about um, how the law brings knowledge of sin. We'll also spend some time um, understanding why does Paul pick these particular Old Testament quotations? And we may actually lean into what is the original context of each of these quotations. Because as I was reading, if, if you weren't looking at it following along, even if you are, it may not be as obvious. He says, as it is written... And then it's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 through verse 18 is quotes from the Old Testament, but it's not all from the same place. And so he's quoting from several different places, but he's 
grouping all of those texts together into one long quotation. So that's something new. We haven't seen that yet. We've seen him quote from the Old Testament at places through Romans, but we haven't seen this kind of long extended collection of Old Testament quotations to underscore a point. So we want to understand what's going on there, and we want to spend some time seeing how Paul concludes his argument about uh, the absence of righteousness in human beings apart from God before we see him talk about how righteousness comes to human beings through God himself in Jesus Christ. So I hope you'll join us this coming Sunday. Uh, One last quick note, if you were at service this past Sunday, you heard the announcement that we now have an app. Uh, It's called Church Center. You can download it in the App Store, the Google Play Store. Uh, But if you download that app and you uh, log in and you uh, join the New uh, New City Church in Church Center app, there is a Romans Bible study group that is available. And uh, if you've been coming to Romans Bible study, it'd be a great idea to join that group. I may use that for some more specific communications to people who are in the group, uh, but even as a way to pass along resources for our study in Romans as we continue on for really the next several months. We're, we're going to be continuing this Bible study all the way until June. So I hope that you'll take advantage of the opportunity to connect with us, uh, not just through this podcast that comes out every week, but through the Romans Bible Study Group in the app. And we will look forward to being together again this coming Sunday and spending more time studying Romans. Romans.